Right, well now this is a first, never done this before, but how exciting is this on the internet? Okay, there you go. To find someone who hasn't heard Hall Notes' song would be an impossible challenge. With hits like You Make My Dreams Come True, Man Eater, Private Eyes, She's Gone, and Rich Girl, their songs have undoubtedly become classics. Their popularity is no surprise as their discography perfectly encapsulates the sound of and subsequent transition between the 70s and 80s. From the carefree 70s sound of the 1973 album Abandoned Luncheonette to the distinct 80s pop sound of their 1980 album Private Eyes, they truly saw their success through objectively the best era of music. Daryl Hall and John Oates met at Temple University in 1967, where they both had their own separate musical endeavors. They only performed together for one year before Oates transferred and Hall formed his own band, Gulliver, which disbanded in the late 60s, leading him to return to being a session musician. The duo reconnected in Philadelphia in 1969 and quickly secured a contract with Atlantic Records. After relocating to New York and seeing some success throughout the 70s, their big break came with the new decade with albums Voices, which was self-produced, and Private Eyes, from which today's song I Can't Go For That, which hit the top of R&B charts around the world, came from. And they haven't stopped yet, garnering 19 million monthly listeners on Spotify and releasing Marigold Sky only two years ago in 2022. One of America's most successful duos with six number one hits, multiple platinum and gold albums, and a place in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, their soul pop sound helped to define an era of music coming out of the 70s and into the 80s. You're listening to I've Got Ox on Radio Free Hillsdale, 101.7 FM. Here's I Can't Go For That, No Can Do by Daryl Hall and John Oates. Welcome back to I've Got Ox. I'm Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7. That was I Can't Go For That, No Can Do by Daryl Hall and John Oates. And so I chose that song. Today I'm I'm on Ox and Who? Allie. What? Who are you? Oh, <laughs> Bella. <laughs> and Allie was the blind listener and Gavin's heard the song because I play it for him. So <laughs> thoughts, first impressions by Allie. Go. Oh, I loved it. Did I mean, like literally it? from the first three seconds. But I love Hollow Notes. Yeah. I always have. And then immediately the first thing I did was look on my phone what year it was because I was like, man, this sounds so 80s. And then it was like 1981. Exactly. Like, oh, okay, there it exactly. Is. There it is. It was so <laughs> funky. Um, sometimes songs that are that repetitive, you get annoying. Mm-hmm. But this, I was grooving start to yes. finish. Also, it's five mm. minutes long. Didn't I didn't feel, even notice. I didn't feel five minutes. I know. So there's, I, I liked that. I yeah. thought it was just super fun. Like most Hollow Note songs to me are that. They're very pure. Yes, exactly. Very fun. And we're recording this on Valentine's Day. So. True. So it's kind of cute. So and you could say sense. we're romantic. <laughs> a lot of people might say that actually about us. Is this a Valentine's Day song? Uh, no. Yeah. The vibes are. <laughs> but the message might not be. But <laughs> yeah, the vibes definitely are. But I definitely, I had like a little bit of a hard time choosing a song because I knew I wanted to do a Hollow Notes song because I'm having a bit of a phase, but I wasn't really sure. But I thought, I mean, I, this song, like you said, it's very 80s, but like it's 80s, like in the best way, you know? Yeah. 
it's simple. It's fun to listen to. It's groovy. You're like grooving it the whole time. But it hasn't, I feel like there's like a category of 80s songs that just kind of like aren't much. Like, you know what I mean? And it hasn't like gotten there yet. So that's why I chose this because I think, I mean, like, like I said, I had a really hard time choosing because I love a lot of their earlier stuff, like from the 70s. And I was like, well, maybe this will just be a 70s episode. But I really think because they made so much music, they're like a really great, their whole disc, their whole discography is a really great way to like see how. It's like a timeline. Music changed in that time. And which was, like I said, arguably, like, the best time for music, like, the 70s and into the 80s. So, yeah, that's why I chose the song. I think Hall & Oates are awesome, and I'll have some stuff to say later about Hall & Oates as a band, because there's some controversy. And I think it's kind of like some scandal that I don't know if you guys know, but they don't like each other anymore. Oh, boy. Which is crazy and terrible. But there's also some controversy about Hall & Oates as a name. Anyways, mm. Gavin, thoughts? Oh. I really liked it, and I after the intro when you were talking about how it's a transition from seventies to eighties, I forget that they have like I think of them as two different bands in that mm-hmm. way. <laughs> like I think of like abandoned luncheonette, whatever it's called. Yeah. And like uh, when the morning comes, like that song. Super different. So seventies, so yeah. very you know all the harmonies and stuff. And then I think of like you know, dreams come true or yeah, you know that kind of stuff. Which is why this song is awesome because they both like their vocals are so good. Yes. It's yeah. so good. And, and later on, like I mean, obviously they're still singing in their later songs, but this song is like it's eighties, but like they're they're still singing and they're doing those cool harmonies and stuff. And before the episode, Allie and I were talking. Well, I was mentioning how I almost chose Sarah Smile for the song, which she also loves. And that song is like because I almost chose that one because it's also like a perfect example of like oh my gosh. Their voices are so good and they're so good together. Like what a duo. And they're actually, I think I said in the intro, like they're one of the most successful, but I found like a couple sources saying that they are literally the most successful duo in America Mm. of all time. And it does say like in their Spotify thing, that like it was a big deal when they surpassed uh, the Everly brothers Mm. as the, the, the most successful duo ever. Is that like the, the sixties duo up? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But so yeah, yeah. Um, I had I, I was when I had more to say though about that. Mm-hmm, the, sorry, the transition period because this is eighty one, right? Yeah, so this is very early eighties, obviously one year in. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was listening. There's a lot of seventies yeah. stuff in there. Yeah, but there's a, there's a very, very a lot of eighties markers of like that. It's eighties music. So for one is the drum machine. That's not real drums. Mm-hmm. And hmm. that so that was definitely coming into popularity in the eighties. And they're also using. A Prophet Five, which is like one of the most popular synths, like synth pianos. Do you just know this listening to it? No, no, I, I knew it was fake strings. Oh. <laughs> it's like, that's actually a Prophet Five piano. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay, guys. No, that, it's kind of like, it's kind of like, uh, like there are certain hallmarks in today's production that you just like notice. Yeah. But there are the ones from the 80s, and the, some of those would be drum machines and synthesizers. And mm. so one of the m- most popular ones was the the prophet five and they're using like a, a string sound which strings is a pretty 70s thing huh. yeah that's pop true. music but it's interesting that they're using an 80s method to get that product yeah which is a synthesizer yeah. but they're but the majority of the meat of the chords in the verses are being played by a uh what's it called like a Rhodes it's like which is a very 70s uh, like uh yeah instrument so mm-hmm. it's interesting there's this marriage of 70s and 80s yeah, yeah. which is just in the instrumentation yeah mm-hmm. so well, for those of you just tuning in, we're talking about I Can't Go For That, No Can Do by no Daryl Hall do. and John Oates. 
I really like this one because typically I don't like 80s music that much. It's just not my... I just love 70s so much. And 80s to me feels just very flashy. Um, And I think that this song is a good example of like there was the potential to not be flashy. And just many people did not follow that. And I think what draws people a lot to Hall & Oates is this like genuine nature of playfulness like all of their songs, even if they have a deeper, you know, love connection or even like a deeper emotive state to them, their vocal harmonies and just how the music is presented is so fun and enjoyable that I think naturally people just have like almost an innate gravitation towards it, which is probably why they're the most popular duo yeah. to mm-hmm. have ever existed. Um, I think also there's with the the joyfulness, there's there's a genuine sense of positivity. Whereas like, I'm trying to think if there was ever a duo or there was ever a group that was just, the only thing that's coming to my mind right now is the Smiths. And that's, that's, (laughs) they're not the same. But what I'm saying is like, when you're known for being melancholic or you're known for being poetic, I think that that can only go so far. I think to be so commercially successful as Hall and Oates and to have such like a discography that follows so many different decades, yeah, you kind of have to be digestible yeah. to a certain degree. For sure. And I think they are. Yeah. The only other duo I can think of like that is like Simon and Garfunkel. And they're so sad. That's a yeah. perfect... Uh, they, yes, they, that's they, they, perfect, they Gavin. I mean, they didn't make it into the 80s, I think just because they broke up, if right. I remember correctly. But like their solo stuff in the 80s, it's like... Yeah. You know, call me Al or whatever yeah. that song. Kill Wait, me. that's a great. That's okay. Yeah, that's a perfect <laughs> example of like. The only the duo. A duo on the opposite side of the spectrum, and not to say that one is better than the other. That's an entirely different argument. Mm-hmm. But it is interesting to be like to be known for a certain emotive state that you give your listeners, and I yeah. think Hollow Notes are genuinely like enjoyable and fun. And even if their songs have a deeper meaning, they're sleek and they seem mm. like their voices just play so well yes, together. That, yeah. That's the, like when you there, that is something that when I've like first started getting into whole notes, it's like, it's so rare, I guess to like, like you can hear the chemistry between them, honestly, yes. like, and that one of the other songs that I really wanted to do is called Las Vegas turnaround. Mm-hmm. Have you heard that mm-hmm. one? Love it. I love like, the beach noise like you know the noise in the beginning the little it's like oh this is awesome like i feel like i'm like in a tropical paradise and then they start singing together and you're like oh my gosh yeah like are you kidding me it's It's giving margaritaville margaritaville like i don't know animal (laughs) crossing like and that's my life like i want i want my i want my whole life to sound like that that's what i want my mental state to be exactly and it never is but i can try oh like are you kidding me <laughs> like, are you kidding me? This makes me? me feel like I have a button-down shirt that's unbuttoned to the middle of my chest, and that's what I want. And I, I have a little chain. And my run drinking, rummer. <laughs> I'm my drinking a Corona. Exactly. Like, or I'm like I'm an Animal Crossing. Yeah. I don't know. Like, the- I am a little bug. Exactly. I'm a bug. I'm a bug on a freaking palm tree. <laughs> and that's what I want to feel like. And like, no song has literally really made me feel like that. It's just so warm. It's so warm, and like their chemistry, like. Oh my gosh, they sound so good. And actually, cool little tidbit. So Sarah is Daryl Hall's girlfriend, and she wrote a lot of their songs with them. Like on the Voices album, she wrote three of the songs, I think, and she helped with a lot of them. And her younger sister also helped write a lot of the songs. And I'm like, okay, so that's awesome. So she needs more credit. And it's like, it kind of reminded, well, I don't know if that's a fair thing to say, but I don't know. It's just... 
it's just kind of awesome, like genuine inspiration, I guess. Like, and he wrote, he writes a couple songs about her, like Sarah Smile and this song, yeah. like Sarah's off on a turnaround, blah, blah, blah. And like some of the songs, I encourage anyone who's, can I encourage? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> can I suggest? <laughs> can I suggest um, anyone who's listening to go and listen to like their whole album? Um, what's it called? I can't remember right now. It's not voices. I'll have I'll have to look at it. Give me a second. But there's some like there's a lot of these songs that they wrote like with this girl and like you know when sometimes you can listen to something. And there's you're a like, feminine touch. There's a feminine. You know. Touch. You just know. You just know. And you and it's is also it like eyes? Is this the, the no 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 no? It's called. It has us in it. Like I don't know why I'm forgetting right now, but it's just kind of awesome than of the them. Both of and us? He, yes yes. Mm. And he tells Daryl tells this Daryl like I'm <laughs> Mr. Hall. Oh wait wait a second. <laughs> That's me. <laughs> but, tells this story about like going to Sarah's little sister's apartment or whatever and they were all there and she has this like electric keyboard or something in the apartment and then they were just standing in there and they started like wow. writing one of these songs and you're like that's awesome like there's two girls in, there's two girls in Hall Oats guys I'm telling yeah. you right now behind every Hall and Oat <laughs> there are two girls they also had have an older album or song that's called Whole Oats which I think is that's funny. funny but okay another Another interesting thing that led me to want to talk about them is them <laughs> and their yeah, dynamic. The scandal? So there's a little bit of a scandal. There's actually some lawsuits going on right now between Currently? Hall and 2023? Yes, as in 2023. <laughs> and they, yeah, so they don't oh, like, like a, each other anymore. Which is, oasis. which is kind of mm. sad and terrible because, and like I was reading, I was reading some stuff about some of the, their older interviews and you can kind of tell there's a little just bit like of some contention yeah in fact there's this one thing i'm pretty sure daryl said i don't sorry daryl if you're listening don't want to like <laughs> misquote you but he basically was mad because people he was like haul it oats like isn't a thing like haul notes isn't a thing guys like that's kind of how i imagined him saying this he's like <laughs> it's daryl hall and john oats there's only one album that says haul oats on it like ah, shut up please are you kidding me? And he's like, it's two of us. Like, we're not like a two-headed snake. Like, he said that. Wait, it's wait, not wait, like wait. you so are. He's, he's not mad that... Okay, well, let me get that's... into the lawsuit. So that was just in the what? past. He had said that. Like, he doesn't like being associated with like a duo. It's Daryl Hall and John no. Oates. Which is kind of sucks because, hello, you guys are good. And you are a duo. Like, let's not pretend this, yeah. is, Dar this is Hall and Oates. Who knows real. who Daryl is? Come on. Get Daryl and John? Come on. But yeah, so he... Two dudes. <laughs> this is two dudes, Been guys. there, done that. Yeah, and it didn't work. So, <laughs> Hall and Oates, you should try it because it's working, actually. <laughs> but anyways, I thought that was interesting because that what is. the heck? He doesn't like... They don't... I, I don't know about John. He seems to be the quieter of the two. Okay. I would, those are, these are two people I would love to like sit down and be like, so what Talk is to it? Work it out <laughs> and yeah, exactly. write more music. Exactly, because... J Daryl seems is more the media be like this guy so he said and I quote um, Hall who's now 77 or I guess 78 and it's 76 uh, Hall said oh wait I guess this is um, no that is Joe sorry Hall said that Oates had become quote adversarial and aggressive towards him <laughs> and had raised a series of business disagreements through a quote revolving cast of lawyers so what's basically happening is that Oates is suing Hall because Hall like sold some part of their like business I guess that's what he calls mm. it I'm like that their, their business catalog? like that's a little sus I don't really know it says 
It says Oates asked to dissolve the duo's touring entity and the business partnership that oversees their music publishing, leading them this past summer to enter mediation. Hmm. Um, so that's that sucks. But I definitely I want to know. More. There's actually not like a whole lot of stuff out there about exactly what's going on. But um, it's interesting just to watch how their music can progress, but so does their personal relationship. Exactly, and it's yeah. and those two things can be entirely separate. Yeah, yeah, and that you can still make good music well, yeah. when you're fi- yeah, and, and I think uh, I a lot of people say like you know their relationship has been bad for a little bit, so it's interesting. They made some yeah. really great music and they fought. Reminds the me way. of the, the Gallagher brothers. Yeah, literally, grow Oasis. up. <laughs> Stop. Put on your big boy Stop. bands. Team no, like, team no. <laughs> make some more beach bug music. Yeah, like, literally. <laughs> oh my gosh. All right. All right. Thanks well, so much for listening, Yeah, guys. thank you. You've been listening to I've Got Ox. I'm Radio Free 101 point, Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7. And yeah, we'll see you next week. See Bye. ya. Bye. Bye.